We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Colts Nation? Uh, welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Uh, guys, today we are going to be reacting to Colts GM Chris Ballard live right now before the NFL draft, a little under a week, six days away from the NFL draft. Chris Ballard live right now. I have it paused, so we are going to react to this together. So uh, let's do that right now. Let's jump into it. And I'm going to watch the whole thing and kind of give my initial thoughts after the fact. So if you're just popping in here, I know this is a very impromptu one. Wasn't sure if Ballard was going to go live or not uh, during this process. And then eventually found out it was being played on the Colts app on Colts.com. So decided I'd just hop on here real fast and react to this. So with that being said, let's get into it. You know, we're not we're not done yet. Um, cement's not dry yet, but it'll, it'll come dry. You know, it'll dry up by next Thursday when we start drafting players. I was telling Matt walking down here, I think every year, just be remiss not to say something about, uh, Therese Paler. Um, he was a good friend. He was a heck of a writer this time of year, you know, always think about, you know, him and, and our talks. So don't want him to be forgotten, you know, during this time, putting out information. Go ahead, Greg. Does it cause some stress knowing because you're drafting so high and so important, and it does seem like it, everything might be on the table for you in those 15 minutes where you're on the clock? Yeah. No. I mean, look, we do our best like y'all do to dig and try to find out who, but I think we're all guessing. I really do. Now, team need and all that plays into it, and you don't know. Like, everybody's door, everybody's draft board's a little different. And who we have ranked high, they might not have ranked high. So you don't know that. We're not in those draft rooms. So, no, we just – we line them up, and how they fall is how we take them. You guys are talking quarterbacks in the draft room right now. What is the more heated debate? The football flaws you see on the tape or the mental makeup because it's such a unique position? Um, well, I think it's all important, and I think it comes down to who fits you – and what you can work with. And I think that's critical. I mean, and, and what your coaching staff can work with and what they think they can do with them, how they can build an offense around that player 
to make him work no matter who it is, no matter who the quarterback is. I mean, you're going to build an offense different for Peyton Manning that you're going to build for Michael Vick. I mean, it's just going to be different. So I think it comes down to who you believe um, you can build the offense around the best and, and win games with. Coach like Shane, who's open to working with any style, how do you zero in on what fits you the best if he's kind of open to whatever? Yeah, that, no, and that's a good thing. I mean, that's not a – that opens the – I mean, that that broadens the field for you. And, that you know, that's a good thing. And I think as we've gone through the process of, you know, all the evaluations and coming down to what we think will be best for the Indianapolis Colts, um, whoever we end up taking is, is going to be that guy, and he'll make it work. Would you say your opinion has maybe changed on the class since having Shane here for the last two months, just listening to him, watching him? I don't think it's changed my opinion of what I think of the players, maybe on how we would use them, but not it hadn't changed my opinion on the player. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. mentioned that there's so much uncertainty in terms of what's going to happen in front of you. Is it more than other years? Is there, is there a greater uncertainty this year? I don't, I don't know. I think back to when Quentin, when we took Quentin at, you know, at six um, and all of a sudden you had, if you remember, you know, there was a corner that went off the board. Um, two quarterbacks went off the board um, Barkley went off the board. So, I, and it wasn't, you know, there's some uncertainty then too. Um, so I think every year, I mean, wherever you're drafting, there's no exact science to know exactly who's going to be there and who's going to be gone. You just, you do your best, um, to figure out what you get your board lined up the way you see it. It's best for your team. And then you, you move forward. Scenario that all right, yep. Prep. So, I'm curious into that. Like, have you decided what you're willing to give up if you want to move up to three? Let's just say, well, that's saying we want to move up, <laughs> at least you won't be sitting. I mean, the good news is, at least you won't be sitting around all day till the second round, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, I think you know us well enough. I mean, like, we'll do what we think is best in the moment, you know, whether, whether we think we need to move up or back, um, depending. 
Oh yeah. You always have a, yeah, absolutely. You always have an idea of both ways, how far you're willing to go up, how far you're willing to go back. You always have an idea. And then the board dictates that too, a little bit like, all right, so here's a, this is a great, I'll never forget when we took Braden and, and uh, Darius, and we took a lot of criticism for taking both of them, but we had them ranked high. And then I just remember, (laughs) I remember walking up to the board and telling everybody like who's left. It's like, look at, I mean, there was nobody left at those positions. I said, this is it. If we don't take these two guys, but it's a, there's a scarcity now going forward at the position. So, and they were ranked as we had them as highly ranked players. So a little of that plays into it too. How much lying do you think goes on right now? Oh, everybody's lying. I might be the most honest, unfortunately. Um, but everybody's lying. You guys lie? I think you know Melly well enough, like, Usually, if you answer a question, I'll either dance around it or give you an answer. Today, I'm a dancer. <laughs> Today, I'm a dancer. You've changed your thinking based on some of one of these settings? Um, in terms of a media session? No. No. A lot of stuff comes out, revelations... Uh, true or not, about players late in the process. I've always thought, if any of that's true, you guys probably knew it a long time ago. Does that tend to be true? Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot, and I don't know what people get out of that. Like, I don't, you know, there's usually an agenda behind it, but I don't know what people get out of leaking that kind of information. I don't, I don't agree with it. That's just me personally. What We always talk about, like, teams won't trade within their own division. Is that a hard and fast rule around the NFL, or is it? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think if it's the right trade, you do it. Just the right one for your team, and you do it. Not a problem with it. Now the quarterbacks have been lined up. We think sort of basically the top two, Young and Stroud. And here in the last week or so, all of a sudden, it's changing a lot. Um, I don't expect you to know what Houston's thinking of too, but do you? Is this an example of just there's so much time going on that people just get bored and start saying different things? Is, is that normal? Well, it, what what I always find interesting is, like, who's lining them up? You know what I mean? I mean, who's lining them up? Um, and you're not – I don't know if – I think if you polled 32 teams, you might get 32 different answers of how they would have them lined up. So – and I'm not going to sit here and tell you who we have lined up one, two, three, and four, um, and even five and six. I think there's some other players in this draft that are pretty good too, but I, you know, who's lining them up. I mean, you know, they don't have any, they don't have any skin in the game. They, they don't, it's a little different. They have no skin. It's easy to line them up and be wrong. And then when you're right, one out of 10 times, you scream at the top of your lungs that I told you so, but no, who's lining them up. You guys have had a chance to sit down and talk with some of these prospects at the top 30 visits, talk to some of them home. Does your evaluation change significantly, or is it just crossing T's and dotting I's? Does it really solidify? It just just confirms, and I enjoy it. Like, I enjoy visiting with these players. I mean, like, a lot of them won't end up here. Um, And even when you, you know, at the combine, you, you enjoy getting to know these young men. Um, and their stories and what they've been through and how they've gotten to where they are today and understanding more about who they are and what makes them tick. 
Um, and I've always said, I mean, like their resume is the resume, like the tape and what they've done. All this does is confirm kind of what we think we know. But you might dig a little deeper and say, okay, I didn't realize that. That's a that's an interesting point. And we forget, like we forget these are young, these are young men that are still developing, both as players and as 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 human beings, men. They're not, they're not we expect them to be men right away, but they're not. They still got to develop. Um, that's the really cool thing about what we get to do, to watch their careers, follow their careers, guys we get, guys that go on other teams. That's a that's a really cool thing to watch. Go ahead, Josh. You talked about um, like Marion, your philosophy with Shane Sykins, and it kind of being open at the quarterback position. But how much did that bleed into other offensive positions, maybe wide receiver, offensive line, and maybe having you personally look and say, okay, I've done this in the past. Could it change? Could it stay the same? Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, I think like players are players and fitting in – like, I'm, you know, working under Coach Reed in Kansas City to, to – to Frank, to uh, to Shane. I mean, offensive coaches, um, philosophically, what they wanted might there might be some little nuances, but they're pretty similar. Most offensive coaches are pretty similar in what they want. Is it such a big decision um, for you, the organization? You hear folks say all the time, "You got to get this right." What has the process been like for you right now as you head into the next week? Hmm. It's been fun. It's been, it's, I enjoy, like you enjoy this part. Of, I mean, I, I really enjoy this part of it. Um, I think y'all know me well enough and I enjoy the digging. I enjoy, it's been fun to be around our, especially our offensive staff. Who's they're all new um, to get to know them. Um, Jim Bob's really talented. It's been fun to be around him, spend time with him, how his mind works, what he sees, you know how he thinks. Same thing with Shane. Um, it's been it's been an interesting process, and I I enjoy that. Like I don't I don't know. I mean I I think y'all feel the pressure more than I do sometimes. I don't. You know we, when you do the work, the pressure is not as great as what people make it out to be. Doesn't mean you're always going to be right, but when you put the work in, um, there's not a lot of angst within you. I, I don't know if that makes sense to y'all. But that's just, I mean, it'd be like, I mean, I mean, I think we all, we were all in college at some point. And there's at some point when we, when we went to take a college test and we didn't do squat. I mean, like we didn't prep for it. We didn't do anything. Well, damn right. There's beads of sweat and you're freaking trying to BS your way through the freaking test and hope you can get a, a, a C. Well, but when you've studied for the test, you walk in and you do it. And you do really well. Whether to possibly move up, how much are you looking at the teams behind you? How much of a sense do you have for like what that market's like? Um, well, of course, you're gauging who might need that position, right? Um, and weighing if who's on the board at the time. I mean, who like there's always this assumption that. We've targeted one player. This is the main assumption right now that we have targeted one guy to go get. I don't. I don't know if that's an accurate assumption. Um, matter of fact, I, I say it's not. And so, I think you got to wait till draft. You can't like before the fact. You got to wait till draft day and see how things unfold, and then be able to react accordingly. How many, how many, first, how many players do you have with first? 
Brown Graves, can you share? Mm. 17. Okay. Normal or is it, I mean? Um, it, I, every year's a little different. You know, every year's a little different. And, and that's not saying that the eighth inning player is not going to be good, you know, or second round player is not going to be good. We see that. I mean, we've all studied the draft enough to know and we've seen through the years, but um, I think every year is a little bit different. Um, some years there might be 24, some years there might be 15 and it just depends. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's any better or worse than it ever is. Uh, we talked a lot for years about not forcing, not going to pick a guy I don't believe in, and how you don't believe in thinking about what happens if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How does that not enter your mind a little bit with this team, with this quarterback carousel, and the stakes of this pick? You have not picked this high since, since 20. Um, well, there's a, I think any, I think there's a lot riding on any, every first round pick. I mean, I do, and I think any pick in the draft, like every time you're taking a player, it's a, there's a lot riding on it, you know, and, I think if you like if you create that own anxiety within yourself, then it, that's when you start to doubt. And I like I, I just that's just not in me. It's just not. So you go back to March, you talk about some of your other moves this offseason. What went into trading step off? Um, I think it was good for both of us. Um, you know, he just had a point in his career we that you know, he's at the end of his career. Thought he was a decent fit for the defense, um, but a chance to get a, a pick for him, you know, in the last year of his deal, shed a little bit of the contract money off. I thought was a was good for both of us to be able to send him to Dallas, um, which was a good spot and a good fit defensively for him. That kind of went into it. Stefan and and Brandon elsewhere, does that make quarterback a need for you to add either in the draft or going forward? Oh, I think it's always. Um, a position that you know you want to have as many cover guys as you can um but yeah i mean that that's a position we got an eye on both and we think there's still some free agents out there too that that could help us if we need be for um the nfl draft uh, how big would that be for this city if that could happen i still don't understand why the city hadn't gotten another super bowl i i'm not gonna lie to you it's it's it, I mean, has anybody hosted it better than Indy? I mean, really, it was awesome. I mean, we got an unbelievable downtown, great setup, great convention center, great support from, uh, you know, everybody within the city. I mean, I think having the draft here would be tremendous. Um, I think it's set up perfect downtown. Um, But I I look, I keep asking the question about the Super Bowl too. So um, what do I know? I, I think it's a great place for a, for big events. Chris, does the market want presence 
What does Gardner Minshew's presence do for you in terms of flexibility of what kind of quarterback you're willing to? In other words, is Gardner Minshew perhaps going to start this well, year for 17 games or what? He's here to compete. Okay. He's here to compete. Here to compete with Sam right now and uh, and Nick, who's still on the roster, those three. And But what he does, he has experience, understanding of the offense, understanding of Shane. Um, he's played good football when asked to play good winning football. He's done it. Um, we actually liked him in the draft. You know, Jacksonville ended up taking him. We ended up taking EJ Speed. Um, and then he ended up going, you know, right behind us in that year's draft. But highly intelligent, highly competitive. Um, very accurate with the football. Um, no, but I'm not lying. <laughs> there's, there's a misconception that you targeted one player. I want to just clarify that a little bit. Are you saying because you don't know what the scenarios are going to be, so you have to prepare for all of them, and then you have a board, which does kind of well, that, you yeah. are kind of targeting. Uh, no, and it does, and we'll line them up that way. Um, but I just always love to read the reports that the Colts love this guy and they love this guy and they're dialed in on this guy. Like, who'd that come from? It didn't come from, it didn't come from me. I mean, who's it coming from? Like, who's fine? Who's telling them who we love and who we don't love? Like, they don't know. Chris, O-line-wise, line wise, you guys haven't done a ton in the last month. Feel good about the personnel? Um, like to add. Yeah, we'd like to add some depth for sure. Um, both, both. We still think there's some players at, at, and free agency and in the draft. It's a good O-line draft. Like, I'll tell you, like, I think it's a, I think there's real, like tight ends about as good as I've seen. Like it is an excellent tight end draft. Um, uh, secondary cornerback in particular, really good depth. O-line I thought was really good. Defensive line, defensive end, especially. I thought really good depth in the draft. Um, and players that, are going to go in spots that, you know, fourth, fifth round that are going to play and be really productive, good players. Awesome. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Yeah. See y'all Friday. All right. So that was Colts GM Chris Ballard and his pre-draft presser. Guys, if you noticed during that time, I was kind of taking some notes. So I kind of want to just run back through that as kind of a recap for some things that Chris Ballard said, if you're just popping in here and he didn't catch all of it. Um, I think the first thing he talked about um, when it came to the draft board, um, he said they're not done yet. The cement's not dry yet, right? So that tells me the culture's still figuring out some final details on a few guys. Um, you know, he did add as well um, that nobody really knows, even the Colts, I don't think right now, really know how the first three picks are going to, you know, kind of pan out right now. Right. And that's kind of how I think a lot of us are. Right. And so it doesn't seem like the Colts are really much more ahead of the game right now, um, as a lot of teams aren't um, with, you know, outside of the three teams that are going to pick uh, what's going to happen there. Um, so uh, that that's just something of, uh, that's interesting. It's just like nobody really knows at this point. Um, so when it <clears throat> when talking about uh, potentially trading up, Ballard was asked about that. Um, you know, he's, he's very much dancing around questions at this point and not really, uh, given concrete answers, but you know, that still is an option, but I kind of got the vibe that the Colts really like where they're at. And unless, you know, maybe one of those players falls, um, you know, depending how it plays out, the Colts are kind of, they could jump up, they could stay put. Uh, that's kind of where I am sitting right now, uh, when it comes to that, um, 
And he said, you know, he added the phrase of like react accordingly, right? So, you know, you have to gauge the, the teams that are behind you that are looking for a quarterback. And then, you know, if, if one of those guys that's, you know, available, you feel like it's worth trading up, then going and getting that guy. Um, and, and, and also he kind of, you know, talked about the misconception uh, that, you know, people are saying the Colts have are focusing on one guy. Chris Ballard acted like there's more than one guy the Colts are interested in. And that's probably why uh, we saw the Colts not, you know, make that big trade up to one because they feel like there's a couple guys that they could really work with there at pick number four. They're going to have a couple options at pick number four. Um, so I thought that was definitely interesting. Ballard also added there's 17 players that he would say uh, are have first round grades for him. He said, you know, doesn't mean the 18th player won't be a good player, but that's kind of the number that they had settled on. Um, you know, when asked about the Stefan Gilmore trade, he said it was just good for both sides. Obviously, Stefan, you know, kind of in the back couple of years of his career, um, he felt like, you know, the Colts were able to get compensation, even though only was a fifth round pick. They were able to get some compensation, uh, shed some of that contract. And then obviously, you know, him having one more year on the deal, he felt like it was a good fit for the Dallas defense as well. So felt like it was a win-win for both sides there. Uh, but then he was asked about the cornerback need. And I will just say this, Chris Ballard did say it's a really excellent cornerback class. He added some other classes that were really, or some other positions that were really good in the class, offensive line, tight end, and defensive line along with corner. Uh, but he did say, yeah, it is, you know, we're all, you're always looking to add more corners, but, you know, Cornerback certainly is a need they're looking at in the draft and also in free agency, you know, and that's kind of something we thought. And I thought the Colts are probably going to need to double dip, if not more, just to add some more depth and to add some more talent in that cornerback room. So there are still a few free agent corners out there. We obviously know how good, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see the Colts adding two to three corners here in the next couple of weeks via draft and free agency. Um, I could see them going corner in round two and then cornerback in round five or something. I could see them doing that because remember, they do have three fifth round picks. And Chris Ballard, he's done a pretty good job overall uh, at drafting corners, especially guys, you know, in the, the mid to later rounds, drafting DBs. He's been really good at that. And his crew's been really good at that. So I could see the Colts adding some more guys and hopefully getting another Isaiah Rogers type of player. Because remember, he was a fifth round pick. It's crazy. It would be crazy if the Colts did something similar to when they traded away Quincy Wilson in 2020 and they drafted Isaiah Rodgers with that pick. If they were able to do something similar, they trade away Stephon Gilmore and get another corner that could be a future player for them. Um, you know, talking about uh, some of the other positions as well uh, that we want to talk about, I, I already mentioned it. You know, who's asked about the offensive line? Ballard said that they're looking to add some more competition there. I uh, said it's a good offensive line draft, and also he also did keep the door, keep the door open for a free agency. He said there's some some still some solid options out there at offensive line as well. Um, so I do think that's something they need to address. Um, probably get a couple more guys in there for competition's sake. Obviously, the interior at guard, somebody to, to compete with Will Fries. I would I would say tackle is definitely a need somewhere the Colts need to address. I would think that would probably be more draft because I just feel like there's some more quality guards uh, in free agency still out there as opposed to tackles. I would say the dark horse for me, guys, is do the Colts potentially look to add a center maybe on day two, day three, probably more day three is what I'm thinking, you know, third, fourth round around there. Is there a guy the Colts feel like they could go after there? Um, just a couple other positions that I, I would say watch out for because Chris Beller did talk about it and talked about how you know deep this draft is in these positions tight end i know people wouldn't say that's an initially like a big need but you know with how deep this class is wouldn't be surprised and then defensive line um obviously the colts have three guys that you really are excited for but 
Chris Ballard's been a guy that he's just been so big on the defensive line. So would not be shocked at all if the Colts went and added another edge guy, you know, maybe on day three or something like that. Or, hey, you know, somebody's there at day two that they really feel like shouldn't be there. You know, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say I wouldn't put it past Chris Ballard just because of how many guys he's drafted, you know, on that defensive line. But all in all, I did feel like uh, we got a good feel for some of the things that the Colts are looking to address. Ballard obviously was going to be a little bit more of uh, dancing around some questions, not really giving answers as much, you know, less than a week ahead of the draft. Um, You know, he wouldn't (laughs) reveal his, you know, his quarterback rankings, obviously, but. Uh, it's going to be interesting, guys. Um, I didn't really feel like we got a whole lot of information on what Ballard's looking for, although he did add that, um, you know, about, uh, you know, that Steichen didn't necessarily change the way he viewed these quarterbacks. He just changed the ways that they felt like, you know, they could use these guys. So um, it's going to be interesting, nonetheless, to see kind of how that that works. Um, one thing that I did think was interesting, going back to the quarterbacks real fast, you know, there's been reports of, like, the Colts love uh, – Will Levis specifically, it feels like recently, it's been a lot of that. And Ballard, he kind of, I don't know if it's just for Levis, but like it definitely felt like he kind of called out those things for what they were, kind of BS. You know, he said like, nobody knows, nobody knows who we love except for us. And that's kind of what I expected because the Colts have been so close to the vest with about everything, you know, in regards to a lot of things in their organization, especially the quarterback position. So uh, he said, you know, he, he said, oftentimes I ask myself, who, where'd that come from? Like, who'd that come from? Because it certainly didn't come from me. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. So, like, nobody knows, really. You see those reports about who the Colts like, who the Colts don't like. Don't pay any attention to them. Only Chris Ballard, Jim say their scouts, and those guys know who the Colts are truly locked in for right now. So uh, I'm just, yeah, like, when those reports come out, I just, I take those with a grain of salt just because that's kind of how the Colts have been run, and that's how they do things. So. Um, and then talking about Gardner Minshew, um, of course, Ballard, you know, said, you know, he's here to compete for a starting spot. So, I mean, who knows, man, you know, like that, that kind of, that you could take that a couple ways. You could obviously view that as like, you know, you draft a quarterback that's, that you feel like ready, but you just want to give him competition or you view it as like, he's a bridge guy, he knows Steichen. And like, if you draft Anthony Richardson and he needs to sit for a while, you feel very comfortable with Gardner being your starter. Uh, I could see both scenarios there um, when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I took away from this. Uh, but I mean, he, he also said he would not, you know, we made a video yesterday about should the Colts potentially you know, think about trading with Houston uh, because they've kind of said like they potentially are shopping that pick. So Ballard did not rule that out. He said, you know, it's it's not something where, uh, you know, that, that they would not consider doing that. So, uh, yeah. And also one thing, I know there's been some reports about CJ Stroud as well. And some of like the, why, you know, why are people taking him off the board or maybe like pushing him down the board? And Ballard said, you know what? It all depends who's lining them up. It really does. Um, you know, some people will say some things about guys. Some people will say other things about guys. But it's obviously about who the Colts believe these guys are. And, you know, these reports that are coming out, you just kind of wonder, like, who's coming up with these reports and, like, who's trying to, you know, what's the goal in these? And so it doesn't seem like uh, even when these reports came out a few weeks ago, it doesn't seem like it's really changed the way the Colts view these guys. The Colts already have done their homework on these guys, and they really feel like they know these guys. So whether it is Stroud, whether it's not, whether that does, is actually true or not, the Colts know that. Um, they've done a ton of research on these guys, and and so – um, I liked what he said about like, man, if you feel like you've really studied 
uh, a lot and you feel like you know the material in you know you know the the basically the the material of front and back you're going to do well on the test and so uh you know the Colts have done I mean people can say all they want about how they've missed on certain players missed on certain things which is totally valid but I mean I think the Colts have traditionally done a pretty good job when it comes to scouting some of these guys uh and obviously you bring in Steichen for that reason to develop that quarterback so uh, I do feel like it's going to be a good, uh, you know, whatever the Colts decide to do. Obviously, Steichen's going to have a big say in that, but I really do feel like it's it's going to, you know, go pretty well um, with that. But again, time will tell on that. But guys, just wanted to kind of recap, uh, watch it, and then kind of give my overall thoughts on, um, you know, the Chris Ballard pre-draft presser. We are six days away from the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate everybody's thoughts, everybody's you know reactions to Chris Ballard's uh, presser. If you're new here um, and you haven't yet subscribed or hit the like button, be sure to do that. Uh, we are going to be live for the NFL draft all three days, and it's going to be an incredible time. We're going to have a ton of fun together, and we're just going to hang out and have a watch party together, and hopefully you guys will join us for that. But that will do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and as always, guys, go Colts. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.